Wolf and Luke. We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thud, 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 thud. Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Do the air conditioner it went from like a hundred degrees in here to like three. I turned that thing down to seventy. I turned it down to seventy, <laughs> and you would think, based on it, seventy's pretty placid, right? Pretty mild. You would think, yeah, nothing bad with that seventy degrees in here. No, feels like it's forty nine. <laughs> this is the thing. Our thermostat ranges between seventy and seventy two. Yo, seventy two is a hundred. Yo, seventy one's fifty. 70 is zero. Right. That's that's how I figured out the thermostat in the studio. You can't go above 72. You can't go below 70. Yeah. Well, the problem is we come in, of course, in the morning crew, the morning show. Oh, my goodness. It's 73. It's like a sauna. I don't sauna know how they got here. it up to 73. Usually it box. stops at 72. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like, yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely like a sauna. Um, not now, though. Now, now it's like I'm walking around the streets of Very Finland. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> So it's pretty funny, Luke. <laughs> it's Finland. Funny because it's accurate. Uh, this is Matt Miller. He was on Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about the Cardinals and their situation at number three. You know, Will Anderson. We all like Will Anderson. He said, okay, that's nice, but be aware you might be able to get a good deal, too. He's really good, but he's not that good. I, I don't know that there's a non-quarterback that is that good. You know, there's the famous story that the New York Giants would not trade the number two overall pick in 2018 because they wanted Saquon Barkley so badly that they wouldn't even take calls on the number two pick. Don't do that. Unless it's a quarterback, you just don't do that. Listen to the call. Because what if it's the Indianapolis Colts to say, hey, we'll give you a, a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick to just trade places? Then you have to do that. You, you have to slide back one spot and still get your guy uh, if he's on the board. Yeah, you know, I'm all for that right there. Honestly, slide back and still get your guy. So that's best sold. of both worlds. Yeah, you got me on that. I'm all over that. Heck yeah. But if you're sitting there and you're not getting what you need. Oh, man, you do you you go you run to the podium and say, we want Will Anderson, please. You know, you're saying he's not that good. Man, that that really bothers me. It really does. Do you have any idea how many guys have said things like that in the past that a player is not going to be that good or a player is going to be that good? Do you have any idea how many people have said this in the past? So when you look at Will Anderson, who's got the physical traits, he's got the physical traits to do the job and do it well. And yet, the football player that he is, when you watch him play the game, is what makes him so special. And the guy off the field as well. That's the thing that drives me crazy about this. It's because he's not running a 4-4, Basinonians. If he were running a 4-4-3, a 4-4-4, 
Oh my goodness, I guarantee you, Matt would be feeling completely different about this. Which that, but he's not. That's where it gets crazy to me, is when we're talking about fractions of a second. It's make, the combine. Yeah. It's I, the combine mentality. I don't hate that if you're using it as a tiebreaker, but when fractions of a second suddenly dictate this guy's entire body of work just because the combine happened last week and his last game happened two months ago, that's... Suddenly you talk about a dominant edge rusher from the SEC, a dominant edge rusher, a guy that is is squared away as you can get personally, a guy that is team captain material. And all of a sudden you look at him because he ran a 4-6 and he's not that good. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I've said this before, but it's the truth, Basin O'Neill. You stare at the sun, you start to see spots after a while. That's the problem. Trust the fact that the sun is good and don't stare at it. What if you stare at the suns? Then Katie well, gets can, hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, I got a couple mocks I want to throw at you. All right. There's one from Lance Zerline on NFL.com. Okay. Now, his his has the Bears just taking Will Anderson with the first pick. Oh, 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 End he's of conversation. Not that good. <laughs> what are you talking about? What in a 4 6. This is where his gets interesting. He has Bryce Young going second to Houston. He has C.J. Stroud going third to the Raiders, who make a trade with the Cardinals. And he has Anthony Richardson going fourth. So three quarterbacks in the top four, which would obviously work out very nicely for the Cardinals. He has the Cardinals making that trade. He doesn't say what they get in addition. to He, okay. just, he has them dropping down to seventh and still getting Tyree Wilson. He doesn't say what they get in, in terms of additional draft compensation. Yeah, okay. But that's... Uh, I'd like to know that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd really like to know that. But I, I wouldn't hate that if they came out of this draft with Tyree Wilson and a bunch of additional picks. I, I, I totally agree with that assessment right there, especially if you're telling me Will Anderson is not on the board. He's yeah, not case, on the board. He's just gone. Here's, uh, here's more from Matt Miller on with Burns and Gambo yesterday looking at Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. I do think that Will is really special. He's my top overall player in this draft. But again, the gap from Will Anderson to Tyree Wilson is not, it's not insurmountable. I mean, we're not talking about a different tier of player overall. They're both still really good. So if the Cardinals zero in on, we've got to get a pass rusher, we've got to get a pass rusher, well, then you could probably still you know, slide back stay within range to get someone like Tyree Wilson and still feel pretty good about where you're at. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, I'm in the danger zone on Will Anderson. I, I admit that. <laughs> I, I I've said tell. that. I, I, <laughs> I admit it. You know, I do have a tendency. This is one of the reasons why I would suck buttermilk as a college scout. I, I have a tendency to fall in love with some of these guys in terms of their football ability. And the type of players that they are. Not only that, the type of people that they are. I'm a huge believer of the tape, the tape, the tape. Okay, he's running a 4-6. Just watch the tape. All right? Forget about the 4-6. Just watch the tape. This guy doesn't take plays off either. Um, No, give me that guy all day long. Give me a pro who's going to go out there and ball out. Well, you'd much rather have the guy who runs a 4-6 but is but knows how to use that 4-6 and is in the right position on the field than the guy who runs the 4-5 in the wrong direction. Yes, uh, James Harrison was a guy that wasn't running any 4-4 out there. James Harrison, undrafted, went undrafted. All he did was torment offensive tackles for years in the National Football League. That's all he did. 
His arms were too short. Everyone said he was too this, too that, too everything to play in the NFL. And all he did was torment dudes. <laughs> I mean, James Harrison's football the guy players matter. that makes everybody around him run 4-4 if he's chasing them. Because they're like, I got to run a 4-4 to get away from James Harrison, even if I normally run a 6-2. Uh, the pro football focus mock draft also has trades. It's always kind of <laughs> shaky when you try to work trades into these. But it has um, Bryce Young going first. Will Anderson going second to Chicago. It basically has the Bears and Texans. I, I was going to picks. say, okay, Bryce Young going yeah. first to the to Texans. Houston. Yeah. Because the Texans are like, no, you can't. And nobody's going to move up and take Bryce. I don't know that I see that happening. Uh, Carolina taking CJ Stroud third in a trade with the Cardinals. Cardinals drop down to ninth and they take corner Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. But again, it doesn't say what other picks they get, it just says they're going to get other stuff. I want I want guys on the line of scrimmage. I, I want guys offensively, defensively. I want guys on the on the line of scrimmage. I'm gonna rip your face off. That's what I want. Sorry. <laughs> Wolf's uh, Wolf scouting report. Who is most likely to rip your face off? Will Anderson. Uh, all right. When we come back, do the Suns title? That was a rhetorical question. I didn't expect an answer from you. Do the Suns title chances change if Kevin Durant isn't on the floor? How much do they change if he isn't on the floor long term? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Just got to be honest. <laughs> Just got to say it the way that it is. Because of this song? Yeah, because this kind of makes you feel good on a Friday, right? <laughs> I mean, it is a Friday. A chill Friday. It, this, it is a Friday, and that's coming from a guy who woke up yesterday morning thinking, why is my alarm going off on Saturday? And then I had the harsh reality of, oh, man, it's Don't only Friday. Don't you hate that when that happens? Yeah, but I'm not usually two days wow. off. Then I was like, wait, I got to get up. It's Friday. And yeah. then I was like. It's only Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> What's happening? Anything can happen on a Friday. Isn't that right, my brothers? Uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take sends, occasionally will say things that are a little uh, extreme. He said this about the Suns if Kevin Durant is out. I, I'm not going to say he's a pivotal piece. I'm going to say he is the piece. There mm-hmm. is no title. There, there, there are no title aspirations that are reasonable for the Phoenix Suns without Kevin Durant. It starts and ends with him. If he ain't there, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Let's just get that out the way first. Wow. Okay. <laughs> first, what, what else is there to say after that? <laughs> I love the fact they played the music, too. They hit the music right there. Here we go. You know, they were like, hey, let's Steve go to the a. highlight package, shall we? This segment's supposed to go 15 minutes, and you just wrote them off in 15 seconds, Stephen <laughs> We're going to play some music. <laughs> well, he, he's got a point to some degree. If, in fact, you don't have Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, I don't think you are a better team. Uh, if unless, of course, you have Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I get that. I see where most people would agree with that. No, I think I think to a certain extent, yeah, he's right right there, because, you know, my my feeling before the trade was I still thought that group with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson had a chance at the title. I really yes. I really did. You I really build an argument for that. There's no denying. Yeah, that. because they were in a similar spot where they hadn't really played together yet this year either. I think the Suns with Kevin Durant 
is a favorite to win a title, whereas the Suns pre-trade, if healthy, were like, okay, they could still contend. But you're right, and I guess he is too. If you make the trade and KD's hurt, then you don't have any of those guys. Then you're basically just Booker, Chris Paul, DA, and some bench guys. And I still don't think that's a bad team, but I don't think it's winning four best of seven series. Yes. Unless Booker just goes off. Yes. Yes, I, I, I honestly, once again, when we're sitting here and we're talking about the speculation surrounding certain teams and you're looking at paper and you're looking at stats and you're saying, does this team have a chance? First of all, they always have a chance, Basin O'Neill. They always do. It's a great thing about it. You're going to compete. You're going to get the opportunity to go out there on the floor and give it everything you've got. Are there upsets? Do we see upsets from time to time? Yes. We see it all the time. It's just when you're sitting around speculating about this stuff, the odds say their chances to win a championship have not improved because they don't have Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson or KD right now. (laughs) So I understand that, that way of thinking, that logic. Of course, the odds say that, but it's never a guarantee. It's one of the reasons why we play the games. Well, Always. Your, your, your fear with the Kevin Durant trade, if you had one, you know, and I know some people just didn't want to give up Mikel Bridges or Cam Johnson. And that's that's a separate thing. And I get it. They're fan favorites. And I, I still I'm, I'm at the point now where Katie's hurt. I can't watch Brooklyn play. I was fine with it until Katie got hurt. I was like, oh, I'm watching Brooklyn. Mikel Bridges looks yeah. great. Now the Katie's like hurt. Not not when he was injured when he got here. Now he's like hurt. I can't watch Brooklyn play. Maybe that'll change next week. But your your concern with that trade would have been we're condensing everything basically into one guy. So whoever that guy is, now you're you're one injury away from being really depleted. And he got hurt the other night. Yeah. Now he shouldn't be hurt for the playoffs. But the way it was before, like if Cam Johnson had gotten hurt, okay, you still have Mikel Bridges, you know? Yes. And so when one when you condense everything into one guy, that's kind of what you have to do to ultimately <laughs> win the title. But when that one guy gets hurt in warm-ups, yeah. it really kind of sucks. I just, I, I hate the fact that you get so many people that just dismiss you out of hand because you, you don't have the requisite amount of talent. And you know what, honestly, you know, that becomes personal to me once again. Wait, do you think what you just said was dismissive? I, yes, it is dismissive, <laughs> play, isn't it? Let me it's play it again. So... Just listen to the end and tell me if the last few seconds are dismissive, Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a pivotal piece. I'm going to say he is the piece. There Mm -hmm. is no title. There there, there are no title aspirations that are reasonable for the Phoenix Suns without Kevin Durant. It starts and ends with him. If he ain't there, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Let's just get that out the way first. (laughs) Wait a minute, though. He did say reasonable at first. He said, you know, they don't. It's not a reasonable chance. So he did qualify it a little bit. At the beginning, but not at the end. At the end, he just said no. At the end. And let's get that out of the way. Uh, You know, (laughs) and again, it just bothers me as a guy that I, as a guy that nobody gave a chance to play in the National Football League. Nobody. People just dismissed me out of hand as well. So that personally bothers me. It does. Even though, even though I was not going to beat Lawrence Taylor very often, I was not going to be able to block Lawrence Taylor very often, even though it's true. There is such a thing as talent and not having talent. I get it. Um, man, 
just so many people are dismissive when it comes to the odds. The odds are not good. I agree with you, Stephen A. It's not good for the Suns if Kevin Durant is not healthy and ready to go. But that you are correct. That is through the lens of the playoffs, though. And he went on again. This is first take saying, "Okay, but what we have right now, Kevin Durant missing three weeks of the regular season is not ideal, but <laughs> they they can navigate that. We know how lethal, how mercurial, how great this brother is when he's healthy. But he's also the easiest person to transition back into a lineup." Because he just has that kind of a game, that kind of knowledge and brilliance, that kind of efficiency. The Phoenix Suns are going to be fine so long as he's able to come back. I don't believe it's that severe based on how he got up and was walking a little bit, even though obviously he was gimpy from the twist. I think he'll be fine uh, probably in a week or two. But the bottom line is that I just looked at it, and the first thing I thought to my mind was them damn sneakers. First, your damn toe was too big. You know what I'm saying? You you, should have hit a three when you hit a two, okay? And you'd have beat Milwaukee a few years ago, and they wouldn't have won the championship. And now we got something like this going on. Gimpy from the twist sounds like a new podcast. It's so so good right there. Um, I love Stephen A. I am. Even though I know he says a lot of things uh, for a fact, I do believe that to some degree. Um, I really do like an awful lot of his takes. Uh, I don't like this one, per se, (laughs) just because it's personal to me as he's talking about it. Can I also say this, base earnings, quickly right now? The thing that allows KD to assimilate the most, it's nothing that Stephen A. said. It's nothing that he said. It's his humility that allows him to assimilate into a lineup with Chris Paul, with Devin Booker, with DeAndre Ayton, and do it seamlessly. It's who he is as a person. It has nothing to do with his physical talents and everything to do with his soul. That's why he assimilates. But so not the quickly. soul of his shoe. You mean the but actual? Not the, yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, that was good. Um, the thing with with Stephen A. That I, I will give him credit for this. I, I don't understand why he has to be on twenty four hours a day. <laughs> but more than that, I don't understand how he has that like that energy level twenty four hours a day. Like to there's got to be something that you talk to Stephen A. and he's like. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. How can you be that opinionated on every single thing all day long? That's got to be exhausting. Especially all the money that he's made right now. That's Think one way to be that opinionated. Some, oh, that's cool. We're talking some cold, hard cash. If somebody was like, I he's need got- you to have a strong stance on eggs for breakfast, here's $8 million, I could come up with one. Yeah. At some point in time, aren't you thinking? French Riviera, man. <laughs> Aren't you thinking you imagine- something at some point? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're going to go to Paris. Gay Paris. You're going to go there and go to the Louvre. <laughs> that seemed oddly specific. Imagine being on the French Riviera and you're just, I don't know what you do on the French Riviera, but I assume you're relaxing on like well, a small parts raft. you don't want to go on the Okay, French well Riviera. then the, not those okay. parts. But, but you're somewhere Please. somewhere you're, we're supposed to be relaxing and you just hear Stephen A. Smith coming by yelling on a boat. His voice is getting louder and louder as he gets closer. What are you doing, by the way, going naked on a beach? What are you doing? Is that what they Honestly, do over there? what are you... Why? <laughs> Why? Can I just ask that question? What are you doing, Basinonians, walking around naked on a beach? I don't think a lot of people in this city are walking around a beach naked, to be honest. What with it being the desert and all. Hey, are you kidding me? There's nudist colonies all over this country. There's not nudist colonies in Phoenix. Uh, 
I, I, I've never Googled it, but I'll guarantee if you do, something's coming up. Luke. Which one of us is going to cave and Google this during the break? Not going to be me. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, which free agents would be the best fits for the Arizona Cardinals? We'll play Fulcrum Football Free Agency Edition. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona's sports. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. All right, we haven't got to play Fulcrum Football since the Super Bowl. It's been like a month. It's going to feel good right here. A little Fulcrum Football on a Friday. The way it was meant to be played, a Fulcrum Football Friday. How exactly are we framing this up on a Friday? How are we framing Fulcrum Football on a Friday? That's pretty good, though. <laughs> How many Fs are you going to come up with here? So this is the way we're going to do it. Free agency, all right? So it's a Fulcrum Football Free Agency Friday. Um, the only rule is they have to actually be a free agent. Okay, so you're, you're, you're drafting free agents for the Cardinals. We're going to say money's not an issue, but you can't look around the league and be like, all right, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, let's see, Aaron Donald, Travis, no, it's it got it, Miles Garrett, no, they have to actually be free agents this year, okay? That's the rule. Yes. That's how we're drafting. Okay. All right, here's the coin flip. Oh, look, you won. Oh, no, I did? You okay. did, you won. It's okay, a big moment. Mason you wins right now. This is this is really really difficult. Don't take the guy, but I, I'm going to do won. it right now. My first fulcrum football player in this free agent period, unrestricted free agency looms. Does it not? Monday morning. Legal tampering. Isn't it 9 a.m.? Well, that's that's actually a good point. I thought you were filibustering, so I would never get to make a pick. But that, that is, that's worth bringing up. The next time we do a show, the legal tampering will have already begun. That's why we're doing this See, today. See, I was doing your job. Yeah, Did you no, notice I, that I was I'm, actually driving? Somebody's doing it. Man, uh, it was brutal. So by the time we get in here on Monday, guys are already going to have like agreed to deals, even though they can't technically have agreed. To, so there's going to be a bunch of names linked to new teams by the time we start on Monday. Okay, let me stop doing Luke's job, and I will give you my opinion right now. My first fulcrum football player is going to be Javon Hargrave. <laughs> One player oh, I wanted. Javon Hargrave. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about a guy that is a butt gut on the defensive line? Javon Hargrave is built like a butt gut. 6-2, and if he's 6-2, <laughs> that's being very generous right now. 6-1 and maybe an eighth. 6-1, 315 pounds. Javon Hargrave. That's where I'll start in terms of building the Arizona Cardinals and their defensive line with Javon Hargrave because money is no option. He's my first fulcrum football player. I hate that. That was the one player that I was like, this is the one you have hey, to Hey, Luke, get. taste it. Yeah, well, you know, actually, I won the coin flip. All right, let's go first. Um, all right. Luke, they're go. talking about Hargrave right now. On ESPN, yeah, now the I, NFL feel, Network. I, I feel like okay. NFL Network's just rubbing it in. You make a pick, and all of a sudden it pops up up there. Javon Hargrave. All right, I'll go offensive line. I'll go Mike McGlinchey. I like oh. big books, and I cannot lie. I like the idea of taking a player from the 49ers. He's a pretty good offensive lineman. He's a right tackle. Figure the Cardinals are set at left tackle. I don't know what they're doing at right tackle now. 
Um, I do. I, I buy into what you have been saying for a while of you You got to do this, especially free agency. I think the offensive and defensive lines, which is why I wanted Javon Hargrave. But uh, I'll take Mike McGlinchey. I, don't, I wouldn't profess to be an offensive line guru, but when you're as good as McGlinchey is, that okay. stands out. Okay. Write these picks down. Think about this. Oh, this one's tough. It really is. I, I want to do this. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, don't do I'm, it. I'm going to do now it. Now I feel like I know what you're doing. I don't want you um, to do it. My second fulcrum football player is Dalton Schultz. Let's go! That's right. Dalton Schultz, tight end from the Dallas Cowboys. This is a guy that I do believe... Um, he's not the best blocking wide tight end, stud tight end in the league. He's not, but he's good. He, he's he's not bad. He's not a liability as the stud tight end. Dalton Schultz, he's got a little size to him, 6'5", 250 pounds. Um, I like him. I'm going Dalton Schultz as my tight end, my true stud tight end, and Zach Ertz as the move tight end, and a whole lot of 12 personnel. Isn't that right, JG? Shocking that you would take a tight end. This is a, quite the, uh, the plot twist for you. See, I'm, I'm torn between two players. I think I can get them both if I take them in this order. Wait, so you know what? By the way, did you want Dalton Schultz? I did. I you did. Want him? I did, but there was somebody else I wanted. Oh, I see. Because I feel like the Cardinals have 87 tight ends. But I do like Dalton Schultz. You know what? Maybe this is uh, maybe this is based on seeing it firsthand last year, but I'll take Zach Allen. Da, 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 da. You took... Zach you, Allen. Yes. That's not bad. I thought, because I, they need something on the defensive line, especially if they lose him. They're really screwed, and I can't take Javon Hargrave now because you took him. So, yeah, I'll go with Zach Allen. I, I'm... I'm confident with my first two picks. I actually worked the uh, the trenches, Wolf. I went offensive and defensive line. Okay. You got you got uh, tantalized by a tight end, and you went with that instead. Tantalized. Okay. My third fulcrum football player is going to be James Bradbury. Hey! Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, James Bradbury right there. I like him an awful lot. Not only because he admits when he was wrong, <laughs> admits when he actually did hold a guy, even though it was ticky-tack, if you ask me, um, he would fit like a glove, you would imagine, in Jonathan Gannon's defense. Isn't that right, Nick Rollis? James Bradbury is going to be my third fulcrum football player. A part of me wants to take C.J. Gardner-Johnson, even though they don't need him, just to see the fireworks with him and Jonathan Gannon, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go corner. I'm going to go to Tampa, and I'm going to take Jamel Dean. Out of oh, mama! So, here's the pattern I'm finding. Well, here's the thing with Jamel Dean. Oh, boy, here uh, we go. No, I'm just saying, I think he's a better corner. You're going to say he doesn't fit what the Cardinals are going to want to do? Yeah. yeah it's, I, that was my... Seriously, that was you were my concern. Do that because yes. he's he's really really good as a zone yeah. cover corner. Really really good right there. It's not like he can't play man based on needs. He can, but James Bradbury to me better at that. Here's the problem with that though. Somebody took James Bradbury before my pick. So I couldn't take James Bradbury. So I had to quickly pivot at the cornerback position. And I'm not going to take Byron I Murphy. I love it when that happens. Because I already took Zach Allen. I'm just going to redraft a bunch of Cardinals. Okay. Um, all right, that's good. Are, are you done? I'm done. 
Okay. Did I miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? Yes, there's like 200 free well, agents. Well, no. Um, well, there are some offensive tackles that are still out there. You still many haven't people, taken one. Well, many people love Zeus, Orlando Brown. Yeah, I, he's been number one on every list I've seen. And I Can I tell you that I am not one of those people? That's become apparent. So, oh boy. Oh, boy. Let me ask you a question while you're thinking really hard. Yes. Where are they going to get receivers if they trade DeAndre Hopkins? Like, are you going to are we going to draft receivers again? Well, I will say this. Greg Dortch did just tweet something that kind of made it sound like he's coming back. All right. Greg Dortch is coming back? Love or Hop's Greg coming back? Dorch. Greg Dortch. Yeah, but he, the Greg Dortch is coming back. Correct. Okay. You know what I'm doing So there's right one. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, Basonians. I have to do it. Are you Draymond apologizing because we have break coming up here? No, Draymond Jones is going to be fulcrum football player number four for me. Yeah, I know. He plays defensive tackle. That so was... does Javon Hargrave. You know what? We're going to stuff you. You want to run the ball? You want to try to run the ball, Luke? We're going to stuff you with Draymond Jones you seriously and just, Javon that was Hargrave. My last pick. Now I have yes. no pick. We're just going to break. That's what I'm going to Draymond do. Draymond Jones from Again, Denver. Again, I'm building. I'm rebuilding the offensive line and the defensive line and the line of scrimmage. That's where I'm building. Those guys... Stuff you in a box. Yeah, I didn't enjoy this. I, I mean, that was you took three of the players I wanted the pick before I was going to take. I'm not going to make a fourth pick. I'm, I've had it in the interest of the show and us going to break. I'm not going to. I'll just take another offensive lineman. I okay. guess I could take Jawan Taylor, but he's also a tackle. I don't need three tackles, so we're just going to break. All right, text Valley <laughs> and become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. That's Valley to six twenty six twenty, not Basin. Valley to 620-620. All right, when we come back, who needs to step up during Kevin Durant's absence? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Scratch your butt. Whoa, whoa. Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Baby, I took a half and she took the whole thing and slowed down. Baby. All right, I'll turn the air back up a little bit so I don't have to, like, light this laptop on fire as, as firewood or something. Why? Because there's icicles growing on the ceilings in here. You're so soft. Yeah. You, the second I turned it back up, you were like, yeah, do that. Luke, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, about. let's turn it back down then. I grew up in an ice rink. You I'll touch that, and you better start running. Right, put it back down. Because I'm 60, but I'm savage. <laughs> 60, but savage. That should have been your line. 16 Savage. I like that. Yeah. I have to go with that. To Maloney's point before Greg Dortch did tweet out, thank you, God, back in Arizona next year. Time to get to work. Whoa. That sure sounds like coming back to Arizona next year. Okay. That's, yeah, that's great. What was the big word for word what he said? Tough dude. Tough guy. Love his career path right now. Just a guy that has worked his way into the National Football League. And that was something that had to happen to me. And it becomes personal when you start talking about a young man like Greg Dorch, who's making his way as an NFL player. He's going to have to fight every year that he's in the league. That's just the way that it goes. Yeah. And no, I root for guys like that. He, he, you know, we talk so much about how Zach Allen was one of the bright spots and maybe like the only on a very short list of bright spots last year. I would say Greg Dortch certainly was one of the bright spots last year, even though for a while it felt like, why aren't they using him more? Because <laughs> he was 
making plays when he was out there, but it seems like they uh, they caught on again towards the end of the season, and, and obviously now if he's coming back, he could be a big part of this. Maybe he can fill in for Kevin Durant because somebody's going to have to step up while he's out. The news, of course, yesterday that he is going to be reevaluated in three weeks. Um, look, the Suns, I heard Burns and Gambo talking about this yesterday afternoon when the news broke, and, and they're they're right on with this. The Suns, when they say, at least this season, when they've said, hey, he'll be reevaluated in three weeks, that hasn't meant he's coming back in three weeks. That has meant we're going to reevaluate him in three weeks. <laughs> now, the way the schedule breaks down, there's not like a ton of time after that. The playoffs are set basically to begin April 16th or that weekend. That, we, that Saturday is April 15th, okay? Yeah. So the last game of the regular season for the Suns is April 9th. That's a Sunday. What is that? That's four weeks from this Sunday. Can I just come clean and just say right now, based on what I'm not going to comment on Kevin Durant and his injury situation and speculate as to when Kevin Durant is going to come back at all. My speculation when it comes to Kevin Durant and what is going on <laughs> sucks butter. Yeah, but no, but now so we've... I'm just going to leave that. I'm never going to speculate on Kevin Durant and when Kevin Durant is going to be back when he has an injury. Is that okay? I guess, but it had been so wrong that we had all gotten to the point that when you said something, we knew to expect the opposite. <laughs> so it was kind of giving us some clarity, okay, and now you're Luke, taking that from yes, us. Yes, I'm just not going to do it right now. So do you want me to speculate about something else other than Kevin Durant and his injury? Can I put this into a double negative? Uh, yeah, can you speculate on who's going to take his minutes ah, in production? How about that right there? Who needs to step up? In the absence of Kevin Durant. Let's see. Mikal Bridges. No, we don't have Mikal. We don't have Cam Johnson, of course. We don't have those guys. Who needs to step up? How about everybody? No, <laughs> like I, I'm being the 100% oh, on the serious. Okay. Everybody for the Phoenix Suns needs to step up. Devin Booker has got to become more prolific in terms of scoring the basketball and looking for his shot. He's got to become more prolific and do it better. Chris Paul has got to facilitate even better. Chris Paul's got to continue to hit open looks, especially when he's shooting a three. He's got to hit that three. I love the fact we've seen that a little bit as, as of late with Chris Paul hitting those open threes late in games where it made a difference. I love that. I'd love to see that trend continue. And if you want to hit one in the first quarter, that'd be fine with me as well. If you want to hit Just some keep shots, hitting them in the fourth quarter. That's, just, that's what matters yes. to me. But yes, I hear DeAndre what you're saying. DeAndre Ayton, you've got to be a bigger presence, bro. DA, you've got to be a bigger presence down low. Well, you've got to play more physically. This, this is where it gets tough because usually when somebody big on the Suns gets hurt and we have the conversation of, okay, who's going to help? You know, kind of offset some of the loss there. My answer is Mikel Bridges, and I don't think he can help them this time. So, regular season, I, I guess I'm not as broken up over him missing regular season games as as I thought. Like I don't know about you, Wolf, but I I, I feel better today about this than I did yesterday at this time about it because at least we have a time frame now. It's not a great time frame. It's no. three weeks, and there's really only four and a half weeks left in the season. But yesterday at this time, there was just the unknown of like, well, what if he's like out through the first round of the playoff? You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's like, okay, you got 10 games in the next three weeks. Like I keep saying, this team is 16-5 and five in their last 21 games. If you go 5-5 five and five in the next 10, what 
the record's not the problem. What's frustrating to me is anything I'm going to say as an answer right now of who's going to step up for Kevin Durant ideally goes right out the window when the games matter in the playoffs. It's yeah. who's going to step up with Kevin Durant at that point. And that's a different question. Yeah, no, it is. It's so weird because when KD first showed up here, he missed six games. He missed six games, and we're all sitting there waiting, when is Kevin Durant going to be a Phoenix Sun? When is he going to actually put the jersey on, go out of the floor, and when is he going to play? And we all saw that come and go. And I don't know if I feel better today, now, knowing that KD did play and did assimilate very, very well with the Phoenix Suns, just as we all were speculating, boy, how's that going to look with KD out of the floor? Is that going to go well? Do you feel better now, knowing that, okay, he's going to miss who knows how many games? Eight games, maybe 10 games. Who knows how many he's going to miss. But do you feel better now knowing he has assimilated already and it looked really, really good? Or do you feel worse because he rolled it and got hurt again? I feel worse. You, you could exactly. I feel considerably worse. You, but you could look at it either way. You could say, oh, listen, I've, I, we've already seen the way he's assimilated with the Suns. It was fantastic. Yeah. Those three games. But you could also look at it this way. Those three games felt surreal in the moment. And I, I remember saying this to you even after the Dallas game. Like, it, it, when is it going to feel like he's on the team and it, you don't even have to be like, well, that's Kevin Durant out there in a Suns uniform hitting shots from, from all over the place. Well, it feels even more surreal now because now it just feels like it was a dream and you woke up. And it's, he's not going to play again for... It's probably going to be at least 10. They have 16 games left. He's going to miss at least 10 of them if they're really reevaluating in three weeks. So let me ask you this right now. Are we going to sit around? Are we going to have, Mel, you can you can chime in on this as well. Are we going to sit around and talk about, boy, I wonder how KD is going to assimilate the next time he comes back. No, she's back. getting are out of here. Are we going to talk about that? Oh, that's you are. Right. <laughs> that's right. I don't Wait have to sit oh, here and speculate I anymore. I set myself up for she that. that this is... perfectly. <laughs> no, we're we're not. And you know why we're oh, not? that's up? so bad. Because next week is the week that we've been waiting for. Not with Durant. But you've got March Madness starting. You've got legal tampering. You've got NFL free agency. You still have the Suns playing the Warriors and the Bucks in back-to-back games. Next week would have been a lot more fun. And I think a lot would have given us a lot more insight on, on what the Suns team is going to look like in the playoffs if well, KD was playing. Yeah. There's a lot going on next week. Yeah, but, you know, once again, Mel... You're you're gonna be gone a month? Are you gonna be oh, gone? Oh stop. A month? No, I'm actually gonna be gone less than your summer vacation. So <laughs> well, that's not saying anything. <laughs> Another kick in the face right there. <laughs> Interesting. Well look, KD could be out for three weeks, so are we gonna sit around again when when he comes back and talk about and speculate as to whether or not he's gonna fit in with the Phoenix Suns? No, we know no, he we're fits not in. gonna do that. Why? Because of three games? No, so play we already games. knew he was going to fit in before that. He fits in everywhere. The question is, then how why did we talk so much about it? Because <laughs> that we're, we oh were talking goodness. about how the Every team's going to fit day, around that's him. All we talk, boy, how is this going to look when KD really look, gets out there I'm not here to talk on the floor? Every guest that we brought into this show, we asked him, how, "How do you think KD's going to?" Because look? it was exciting was, and fun then. Okay, and now so it's, we're not going to do it again. Is that what you're telling me? When he comes back, please tell me. I mean, our producer has decided that when KD doesn't. play, Play, she's leaving the state, so okay. I don't really know what Do we're going to talk about. Do you feel better? Do you feel better 
about Kevin Durant right now, knowing, you know what, he was hurt when he showed up here, and he missed six games. And, and now all of a sudden he played three games. He got hurt again. No, I, I feel worse. <laughs> you feel worse. I feel worse. I, you I never had any question. concern. I was working my way through it. You just rudely spoke up and answered it. <laughs> well, because the show's only four hours long and it's the weekend coming up. No, I, I don't feel bad about Kevin Durant, but I feel worse because I watched him get injured during warmups. That's. That's, I'm not gonna, that's the thing I can't get It's over not like a 10 on a well. scale of 1 to 10 for concern, but when he came here hurt, they traded for him hurt. If the question was how's he going to fit in, he's one of the 10, 12 best players of all time. I had zero concern before. Now I have like a 2. Because when he does come back and it's game 1 of the playoffs and the Suns are going through warm-ups, none of us are going to breathe. We're all just going to hold our breath till the game starts. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I just... You, never, you wanted to talk about, well, I wonder how KD, I wonder how KD's going to actually fit. How's he going to assimilate? For one of the best well, players in yeah, NBA I, history. Uh, all right. What do you want to talk about? Onside kicks? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, KD. You want to add about, you want to talk about the Cardinals adding another tight end? Uh, he added one in full control. I know. Uh, well, listen. And he says he's not a true stud they, tight end. They need a stud tight end. But they're still going to need one if you had Dalton Schultz, according to you. Unless they're no, just in 11 personnel I, I said, all the time, Wolf. No, stop it. I already said Dalton Schultz can be the guy. Okay. He can. That's the reason why I signed him. That felt Fulcrum like, football. yeah, you signed everybody I wanted. We don't need to talk about Fulcrum football ever again. But I feel like that was a gateway for you to bring in another tight end in like three weeks and be like, well, I'm going to run Zach Ertz and Dalton Schultz out there, but Look, I still need a true stud tight end. Speaking of gateways... <laughs> There's one right in front here right now. Us going to the break that we were supposed to hit a minute ago. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.